Hello, and welcome to the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, and I am an alcoholic. Uh, Before we get moving on today's uh, episode, I want to remind everybody that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash sobriety. So, uh, oh, uh, right, Audible, over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So please use that slash sobriety uh, handle, and we'll get a little bit on the back end. And also, I wanted to mention a, a, a tie-in we have with OnlineTherapy.com. Uh, online Therapy is a dedicated online-based team of consultant therapists, cognitive behavioral therapists, and practitioners and support staff that collaboratively, collaboratively work together to help people in need of emotional support. Um, so go to the link on the show notes, and you'll get 20% off your first month at online-therapy.com. <clears throat> and now that the business is out of the way, uh, today's podcast is a conversation uh, between myself and a gentleman who I have come to know over the last few years by the name of Steve R. And I don't even know what kind of a preamble I should use for this other than to say that Steve is uh, someone who I admire greatly in the time that I've seen him and been around him in the rooms of, of Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, I felt like it was a real boon to get him to come and sit down and talk with me. Um, not just because he is unfamiliar with the whole podcast uh, milieu, uh, but my understanding is he's um, reticent to uh, advertise himself. Uh, I know that he you know, generally shucks anyone's requests to have him come and speak in larger audiences and and maybe part of that is he just doesn't want to speak in front of large audiences but uh, after speaking with him today I I think some of that also is just his um, general humility so uh, please enjoy this conversation with Steve R. Sobriety Podcast. I'm sitting down with uh, uh, a gentleman who I have become acquainted with. Let's put it that way. I, <laughs> I, I, I want to change how it is anyway. I keep saying yeah. with my friend so-and-so, but we're not really that close of friends. Most of these people. We're, 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 we're working to become fr- friends. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mr. Steve R. Say hello, Steve. Steve. Say, say hello. Hello, everyone. How, how are you, Steve? Uh, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Excellent. And, and, uh, uh, this is your first experience My with podcasts very across first the board. Podcast, yes. Yeah, e- pretty excited about it. E- even on, not not just speaking into a microphone, but having even listening to one. That's right. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope I hope this uh, I hope this doesn't turn you off to the whole uh, forum moving forward. Um, so I didn't really explain much about what this was, other than no, hey, didn't. will you come talk to me okay. in a podcast? Uh, the Fun and Sobriety Podcast is. An opportunity, if not an attempt, to reach out to people who um, uh, may or may not be finding their way into recovery. Okay. I, before we even start, how, 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 what is your sobriety 
day. How, how long have you been sober? All day today. All day today. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> well, the hope is to have a candid conversation like you and I are like, it's basically like we're having coffee together. Yeah, sure. We're recording okay. it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we say stuff that interests other people who might, you know, not find their way into the okay. proper yeah. forum to, to hear us talk like All that. Right. So that's the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but uh, so, you know, the general uh, approach I have with people I bring on to talk with is to just ask them a little bit about their background, okay. you know, not, not necessarily a drunk log, but yeah. you know, what, what brought you to recovery? Oh, right. and, uh, so that's the first question. What, what, what brought you to recovery, Steve? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my life was a total disaster. Sure. Um, sure. So, okay. Describe your life. I mean, where did you grow up? Oh, okay. I grew up in Eastern Idaho in a little town, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Oh, okay. a Mormon town. Were you raised Mormon? I was not raised Mormon. Okay. Therefore, yeah, that would surprise me had you said yes. <laughs> therefore, uh, uh, I felt like I was discriminated against growing up. Is that right? In a way, I was. Yeah. Um, if you weren't LDS, you, you couldn't date LDS girls. You were considered <laughs> Actually, to be, I guess that's kind of true even today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, uh, if you smoked or if you did anything normal for a teenager. Smoked cigarettes. Smoked cigarettes. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't dope in then. Back then. Wait, okay, what year are we talking about here? I you graduated, said dope, from, so I I graduated you from high school away. in 1963. Okay, okay. A long, long time ago. That's a while ago. Yeah, sure. it is. <laughs> I can't believe how long it is. Yeah, I'm so, sure. Yeah. Um, grew up there, left when I was uh, 18, and I didn't go too far. I went to Pocatello and started going to college. Okay. And were you partying in high school? Oh, and, yes. That's, yeah? uh, I was on probation all through high school. Okay. So Spent, so describe your, 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 your growing up. I mean, what... what? Uh, my father was gone a lot. He uh, had his own business, a salesman. <coughs> we had a pretty upper middle class um, sure. raised, uh, family. Okay. He was gone a lot. My mom was a pill head, and she uh. was very... Uh, well, you never knew what she's going to be like when you went home. Sure. And it, was it just you at home? or One you younger brother, seven years younger. So oh, he was okay. just a little guy. Considerably younger. Yeah. So did you feel uh, a sense of responsibility to kind of keep an eye out for the kid as you got older? You know, Dylan, I'm embarrassed to say this, but really I, I resented him a lot. Yeah. I was I was seven when he was born. Sure. I was the king of the home <laughs> in some ways, and the little bastard stole my throne. <laughs> That's really funny. I don't. I don't mean to laugh at you, but that's, so, so you it's were, embarrassing now. Sure. But I was. I was. I was mean to him, and yeah. uh, but now we're best friends. We do a lot of motorcycle riding together. That's good. Um, that's good, especially since that was many years ago. It'd be a bummer if you still hated him for being born seven years. Yeah, younger. it would be. Wouldn't it say something about me? So, well, but okay. So I got in the wrong crowd. I was the wrong crowd. How's that? I. What do you mean? I you, smoked. Yeah, so but how did you get into the wrong crowd in oh, a small town in well, eastern Idaho? I mean, here you go. How big was this small crowd, this wrong crowd? <laughs> Pretty limited. Sure. Uh, a friend of mine and I started reading Jack Kerouac. Sure. And uh, we decided we needed to become beatniks. And how old were you? Twelve. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. And so one thing beatniks did as in our readings on the road and different readings, mm -hmm. uh, they got high. Sure, yeah. Well, we didn't have the means other than gasoline or airplane glue oh god so we started <laughs> i started my road on with airplane glue is that right yeah at 12 at 12 yeah. I, I guess that's not actually that uncommon especially for that time <laughs> period right i feel like even growing up i wasn't born until 72 okay and even growing up in, in in that late a time that was kind of the stereotypical thing you did as a mm -hmm. you know it was a huffer you, yeah you were a huffer. yeah 
Okay. I didn't okay. do it for very long because you I can't. knew right <laughs> off. You can't. Yeah. I knew this was not good for my brain. Sure. Yeah, that first time when you're like, oh boy. <laughs> Talk about an instant high. Oh my okay. goodness. Instant something. Yeah, instant yeah. something. Yeah. So <clears throat> soon after that, found an older friend who would buy us beer, my friend and I. Okay, sure. We went from glue to of beer. Of beer, yeah. And uh, there were some stores in the town that you could, well, I couldn't buy it when I was 13 or 14, but, but you, we always could find someone to buy it, it for. Well, and that was a period when you, you could fear, feasibly be like, I'm buying this for my dad. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, sure, yeah, okay. right. Yeah. 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 Sure, sure. Let's sell it to you at certain yeah. stores, yeah. sure. So but so you you, you kind of party through high school, but you got into college, so it wasn't so bad that you were going completely sideways by the time you're seventy <laughs> that look on your face tells me otherwise. My my first year of college I got twenty six credits of F. <laughs> well, but it was you know, you it was fun. You, but, uh, sure. Well it was even you know, that was uh, optimistic to take 26 credits in the first place. Well, that's two semesters, oh, okay. so it okay. wasn't too bad. But so I'm assuming you just had the one year before you. They asked me to move they, on, they, so <laughs> I did. Uh, so I had to stay out for a semester. So what happened during that year? Was it just regular, air quote regular uh, college partying, or was uh, things starting to get a little bit more uh, intense? A little for you? more. <clears throat> really, there wasn't any uh, drugs per se where I grew up. Okay. But uh, but I you were in Pocatello. You were. At I Idaho moved to State, Pocatello, right? and there, there the drugs were easily available. Okay. Pot, and especially. Okay. First time I ever smoked pot was at ISU. In fact, it was in college. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Which probably wasn't a completely a terribly uncommon thing. It wasn't at that point, because right? you're just. It wasn't around that much in smaller communities like mine. Sure. Well, mm. and I guess I just take it for granted that it didn't start becoming a high school thing for at least another. I don't know, 15, 20 years I after think that. So, but, I think so. But anyway, so, um, so it was it just regular partying, or you like you smoked oh. pot and you drank, <laughs> and it was just like forget the rest of the world? That's or more what? like what I was doing. Yeah. It was, uh, well, let's back up, because I remember to this day the first time I got drunk. Yeah. And that's a long time ago. Sure. And it was uh, heaven. It was bliss. It was unbelievable. How yeah. I felt. Yeah, I, I, I never felt better in my entire life. I relate. I really <laughs> relate. What, 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 when you're 12? I think it, no, I was 14 for it. Like, when you really got, got drunk. drunk. Yeah, okay. for, on my own first time, okay. really. 14, okay. yeah, I think so. Um, Is it like just stealing liquor from the liquor cabinet or what? No, we bought some beer. Okay. Had an so older friend, he bought it for us. We went, sat on the canal bank and got, got drunk and got the dry heaves and, oh, okay. oh my God. But it didn't stop me. I mean, I was laying right on the ground with the dry heaves thinking I was going to die. Sure, but why would that stop you? No, yeah, as, soon no as, I st- as soon as I started feeling a little better, I kept drinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's I going with this? Well, because it just stuck with you and by yeah. the time you yeah. got to college. It was just relief. I had a lot of uh, self-doubt. I was uh, self-conscious. I, I was mentally disturbed, I believe, mentally ill. Well, and you kind of just walked past this fairly quickly, but your dad was not around a lot, it sounds like. He was saying. not. He, and weekends. Then, and your mom was unreliable well you just never knew what she'd be like when you came home from school sometimes she'd be very caring and loving yeah sometimes she'd be a crazy person start hitting with brooms oh like abusive yes yeah 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 yeah. huh and so then she would wait till my dad got home and snitch on me everything i'd been doing uh all week long sure so i don't think he was that thrilled to come even be coming home and uh so you're, you're basically, it, it was an upper middle class upbringing, but it doesn't sound like a lot of solid underpinnings for a, a good <laughs> foundation for life. My folks got married when they were young. I think okay. my dad was, my dad was 19, my mother was 18. 
she was pregnant with me. Okay, I was going to say, that sounds like something <laughs> happens when you get pregnant. That's okay. what happened. And so they stuck it out. And yeah, they, forever. Yeah. Until so, she died. Oh, so they were married throughout the, the uh, rest of... Uh, see, they were married you, for as until they died, is what you're saying. Uh, my mom died, and my dad can, uh, remarried to another lady. Well, sure. But yeah. well, how old was your mom when she passed away? Oh, uh, she was 60. Oh, okay. So that's... She, she committed suicide. Okay. She hung okay. herself, and I found her. So that was another... Jeez, huge. Louise. But that was, you know, <laughs> I, you so, in your I'd 30s been, I'd at that been point, sober right? for about five years when that when happened. That happened? Okay. Yeah. Well, so that's I was kind of prepared. Let's let's get up to that in a moment. <laughs> okay. But no, I, I do want to put a pin on right, that because I am gonna guess that that has some significant part. I don't know. Plays a significant part in your your life story at least, right? It, yes, it has. Yeah. But but leading to the recovery. So I mean. <sighs> All right. Well, I just uh, you dropped uh, out of college <laughs> and went and back. What went oh, back. You did go back. Oh yeah, okay. graduated, got a bachelor's okay, degree. I, and I want to pause okay. for one second because I'm you got tattoos running up your arms. At I least, do, yeah, 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 yeah. And for an older gentleman, that is an uncommon. Older, older well, <laughs> you see that kind of tattoo uh, artwork on lots of people today, but especially in your generation, wasn't that much. was not a common activity. No. So it says to me like there is some other shit that went down in your life soon oh, yeah. after college. <laughs> so let's just fast forward to some of that. Like, well, what, I, what 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 went on? I mean, I'm, did hung you, around did, Pocatello. Did you finish college? Yes, I mean, you so went I'm back. Bachelor's degree. Yeah. Okay, in uh, what? Sociology. Oh, far out. Yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, and also with a minor in special education. So you okay? So you dropped out because you got kicked out Cause basically because you're fucked off for the first right, year. Right, right, right. But then you had the wherewithal to go back. So yeah. I, I assumed where you were going with that was like yeah, and then I just whatever wandered down the wrong path but but you hung around pocatello i'm assuming you were still drinking and partying oh yes but got a job did the thing had went a job back to school it was sort of like i was living two lives most of my life until i quit drinking okay i'd have a job look like a normal person whatever yeah. that is sure <clears throat> and then um be selling dope and being crazy okay a wild man okay. right there in pocatello right which, in pocatello. which isn't a big city now so it wasn't very big no then. it wasn't yeah uh, okay yeah did you get in trouble? For I got arrested for a DUI, yeah. one DUI. Um, in college? Yeah. I got arrested for being drunk in public another time in Pocatello, but okay. not, not much. No, nothing big, okay. Because I was breaking the law every day. Because you were selling dope? I was selling dope. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, so you were being cautious is what you meant by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. But so that was a whole new branch of my life. Like, wow, this is great. You make money. You see, you meet girls, and they like you because you have what they want. Sure. And it's easy. You just drive around. Okay. And, and this was in the. This was in the late sixties. The late sixties. Okay. No, this was in '66. Okay. '66. Yeah. In Pocatello. In Pocatello. Okay. Yeah. So this is you're like right in the thick of it. I never really put that, but did that math. I mean, this is. So right we, on the verge of like the summer of love and all of the no, all of right the, there. the classic right stuff, there. the easy right rider oh, yes. coming out. Right like, in the middle of it, I miss it. You, oh, I miss, you the 60s. miss it today. Yeah, uh, I well, do. sure, I can, yeah. I can. I mean, it's romanticized. My, my generation romanticized it a great deal. Yeah. So I can only imagine how someone who <laughs> lived through it romanticized it. <laughs> yeah, there were some bad times, but there were some good times. Okay. And I think, in, I think this, in general, people were a little more, a little more concerned about each other. I can. I can see that. I might be full of it. But no, uh, I, I can appreciate at least that being a fond memory of it, too, yeah, right? Like, yeah. the, the world you're describing is smaller, especially where you were living. Yeah, but, yeah. no, I, I think I understand what you mean. So it, it was a good deal, and I had no uh, 
uh, qualms about selling drugs. Okay. In fact, I thought uh, I did LSD for a long period of time, and I thought my job in life was to turn everybody on. Okay, sure. I That's did a couple the right times. time period, right? I did a couple times. Okay. Went in and dosed a bar and just about got my ass killed. Oh my god! Uh, that was you, not a smart you went thing and to do. Dosed people who weren't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. That's a, <laughs> it was not that's a, a good, pretty extreme thing to do, <laughs> that man. It was not a good idea. No, shit. It was a good idea at the time. <laughs> was it? But I had <laughs> was it a good idea as you were putting the dropper in? <laughs> I left town, point. had to leave town, went, moved over, went over to Haley, Idaho for about a month <laughs> just to hide out. Because <laughs> it wasn't pissed. hard to figure out who did no, it? No, no, no. A friend of mine and I, we, <laughs> we were the only two that left, actually. You know, so, okay, no. and I'm picturing you basically <laughs> like, Looking like a hippie, or I what? look just like a hippie. Okay. I was a hippie. I am a hippie. <laughs> okay, well, sure, I'm the last are. of the hippies. <laughs> I always said I'm the only fully employed hippie in Idaho. <laughs> My friends called me a redneck hippie. I, I like that. I actually redneck hippie. I knew another redneck hippie. Now <laughs> yes. that you say that, he, was, he called himself a redneck yeah. hippie, and he was much younger. <laughs> <laughs> but I was having a lot of fun, really. Until um, I stop and think about things, I was married. Yeah. Let's see when I have this is in college or is this like no, I still the, whole school. Period, the whole period there yeah yeah so you uh, got married while you, you found someone I got married when I was 21 okay okay which was just I don't even know why I got married I was driving over to get married uh-huh. and I thought I'm just gonna go somewhere else oh boy <laughs> <laughs> so did you so stay married with that person I stayed married for seven years that's not bad not bad hmm. ended up living in Haley Ketchum Idaho okay and, uh, and you graduated from college. Yeah, yeah. And did you move to Haley because you got a yep. you had a job? I was working as a carpenter. Okay. And okay. I had friends that uh, were built working there, and they I, so I had a me- immediately had a job. Okay. With guys who smoked on the work and drank. And, of course. Uh, if you could do your job, they didn't care. Care. Of course. Yeah. So it was another heaven. <laughs> yeah. No. I I, I feel you. <laughs> and so, Sun okay, Valley, so beautiful women. Yeah. Um, even then, I'm sure that it was true. Yeah. So, so you, I mean, it, so far it sounds pretty manageable, Steve. I got to tell you. <laughs> so, I think where, it was pretty where manageable. Did, where did things start to feel like their the wheels are coming off the bus? I moved from Haley. I had my wife left. I had a little boy, two years old. Okay. With, so I was in charge, <clears throat> and I knew that if I stayed in Haley, uh, well, actually, the sheriff of Blaine <laughs> County. <laughs> <laughs> advised me to move out of the county. Okay, because because yeah. you were still selling. Yeah, and just being a dick and yeah. okay, just driving crazy. And he was a real nice fellow. He liked me a lot. Okay, so uh, he just said, "Steve, why don't you take your <laughs> business did. elsewhere?" He really did. And so I moved <laughs> to back to Idaho Falls, partially because uh, my parents were there, and I well, they didn't help me with this kid. Oh, okay. So she left, and she you, just took off. And you, and so you were saddled with a two-year-old. Yeah, yeah. That's far out. That's that's not unlike well. So that made it tough drinking too, because I was in respons- I was supposed to be responsible for this little guy. Okay. So that caused some problems with my folks because I'd <clears throat> take him to their house to watch him. I uh, come back the next day or so. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you were being an unreliable dad at that point. Well, well semi unreliable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got you, I, got you. I, mean, I was you working. Were... I had a job as a school teacher. I feel you. So back again, I was living these two lives: daytime huh. school teacher. I got to tell you, this is not the story I was expecting, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> About three o'clock. Three o'clock, I, I had to leave and go drink because okay. I, I couldn't take it. Sure. So I'd go drink until six was my goal. Right. Then go get my kid. Then get home. It didn't quite work out that way. Right. Right. Got remarried to a lady who had never been around drunks or drug addicts hmm. at all. How'd you meet her? 
at school. <laughs> she was she was a speech therapist oh, okay, at school. Okay. So of course, you met her at work. That's yeah. how everybody Back, meets everyone. We uh, our first date, we went to the Blackfoot State Fair. Okay. And she said, well, let's go get a beer. Oh. I says, well, I can't because I'm on probation because I've gotten another DUI. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I see. Uh, I don't know where are we going with this. No, I just I want to I want to find out about the 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 actual nosedive here because it's got to be coming, right? It's coming, yeah. And again, I'm trying to lead lead these two different lives. Sure. Crazy man, late in the afternoon. Right. Respectable school and teacher. Is, that, is the crazy man in your head, or are you also doing? I was crazy doing pretty shit? crazy shit for like the like, Idaho Falls, Idaho. But like what? Like, Driving drunk, doing sure. drugs, right in the bar where I. Smoking weed, yeah, or more weed, or more drugs, more drugs too, yeah, like anything. S- just psychedelics, or Psych- like move on. To most uh, of my drugs were psychedelics, sure. uh, pot and yeah, booze. Pot, LSD, booze. So no powders or or. Oh, that. if somebody had cocaine and wanted to give it to me, I'd take it. But sure, uh, but you stayed away from that for the most part, just I mean, because of the cost. I think. Okay, I could see that. And I yeah. never thought it was that big of a deal. Hmm. It didn't give me that jerk, you know, like okay. drinking whiskey or something. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> So you're living two lives, yeah. and like, how long are you able to maintain Let's this? Because I'm relating to a lot of this. Three, so I gotta tell three you. years. That's not bad. Three not years. Bad. And, uh, <clears throat> so it was, a, it was a Christmas party, school Christmas party. Okay. And I said, I'm not going to don't drink. You know, what are alcoholics, the worst opportune, opportune time? Yeah. It says. Yeah. So I'm headed to the party, but... Uh, See, so you, you're, you're telling yourself, I'm not going to drink at this party. Right. I'm yeah. not going to drink to go to the party. Oh, you're going to wait till you get there. No, I'm not going to drink at all because I knew if I did, I'd turn into a horse's ass. Well, but what was preceding that? Like, that sounds like your wife talking in your ear. Is that what that was? Mm-mm. Or is this just you just knowing? I just knew. Okay, okay. And, and I, re- I really, uh, I like being a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a pretty important job at the time. It is a, yeah. That is an important <laughs> job. <laughs> I worked with uh, special ed kids. Okay. Learning disabled and emotionally disturbed kids. Okay. So I fit right in. I mean, sure. So I, that's enabled me to get away with being a teacher and still come to work half drunk because the kids themselves were <laughs> a little bit behind the curve yeah i see I one see. day a kid said to me uh, mr Ritchie, you smell just like my father oh boy and i go shit i know this kid's <laughs> father he's a fucking drunk whoops can, can you say yes you can swear you can say so, anything you want. so that was a bummer so anyway <laughs> How soon before this Christmas party was that conversation? Uh, that was probably that think? fall, early September. Oh, okay. So that, that might have triggered a little yeah. something in the back of your brain. So I promised myself. Okay. My wife was going and all these teachers sure. were respected. And so I went early with this uh, social worker. To the party? Yeah. Okay. We're driving along. He pulls out a joint and says, well, oh, boy. we can smoke this, can't we? I said, well, yeah, hell yes, we can. Oh, boy. I'm okay. nervous. Sure. So then he, we get a little farther down the road and Man, we better stop. We drink a little wine. That'll be okay. Oh. <laughs> I knew it was bullshit, but I was I was thinking I was going into DTs, really. Okay. I think every day I started going into them about 3 o'clock. Sure. And so uh, so we got that, and by the time I made it to this Christmas party, I was drunker than shit. Oh, really? And I start flirting with these old school teacher ladies uh. and being cool, you know, real suave and uh, just made a total ass of And your myself. wife is there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my sure. God. We'd left my son with my folks. Right. We went to pick him up after the party, and I back out of their driveway, smashed into the neighbor's car. Uh, Didn't even know it, just drove off. Oh. <laughs> my dad called me up. What the shit are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. So just a lot of little things like that. Yeah. Well, that feels like a pretty significant happened. night. So it that was wasn't that that night itself wasn't no. like 
That was just something I made that sticks another, out in your brain. I made it about two more weeks. Okay. And one day, I just thought, I'm, my soul is dead. We're almost dead. Okay. And I can't seem to do a damn thing about it. I can't quit. Yeah. <coughs> I can't cut back. Um, I've never been that low before. I've been low. Sure. Suicidal, uh, but never like that. I thought, man, I'm going to end up in Blackfoot South. Mental, oh, mental. yeah, the mental institution. Yeah. Okay. If I ever get picked up and I have to do a psychological on me, that's where I'm going. Yeah. And that's, boy, that's bad. So what were you, so is that when you got sober was right then? So uh, I was talking to my wife and I said, man, I, I got to do something. She says, well, what about AA? Oh no! Fuck AA. Yeah. That's a bunch of old sons. Of, <laughs> that's a bunch of old guys. Because this is what, like nineteen seventy? Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's when I quit. Okay. No. Yeah. Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Yeah. Yeah. But fuck AA in seventy-seven because oh, yeah. it's it's still pretty young. It's like forty years old at that. So point, I go right? and I, she calls and two guys come to my house. Okay. One's a hippie, and one's <laughs> uh, a guy in a suit and tie. Sure. Perfect. And that was just worked perfect because yeah, that's the two sides of Steve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so they took me to a meeting. And was that it a was twelve it? step, or was it just they no. just came and talked to you? Yeah, it was a twelve step call. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they said, "Well, that was about three in the afternoon." He said, "Well, we'll be back at seven to take you to the meeting." I said, "Well, I don't know. My wife got shit for me. You know how yeah, a guy does yeah, that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I went, and <clears throat> right, sure enough, in the meeting was this guy I used to drink with. Just this mean. This guy was one of the meanest guys I'd ever met. Okay. And I think, here he is. If he can go, and it's not, he doesn't think it's too... Whatever. Whatever. Sure. I can do it. Okay. So I started going. And that was it? And that was it. That was it. Well... I mean, okay. Yeah, I didn't drink that's, after that's that. That's an easy swipe of a, <laughs> yeah. all the emotional I trauma did, that uh, it caused. I stopped using drugs and I stopped drinking then. That day. But it took, it took about two years for me to start feeling like I was... Uh, uh, mentally and not mentally ill. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I was having withdrawals over into my second year. Okay. Went to the doctor and they said sometimes you can get uh, long-term withdrawals. It just Some it people just stays. Just, it just stays. In. Well, yeah. and this was seventy-seven, like you said. Yeah. So there's not like I don't. I'm gonna guess they didn't have the little cocktail they can give you today to help. Like <laughs> I didn't take any. <laughs> I right. wished I would have, but no. Yeah. No, it was just cold turkey. Cold turkey. Jeez, Louise. And, and in fact, in a way. Uh, some folks says you better go to your doctor and get something. Cause yeah. I said, no, I'm, I want to feel it because oh. I don't ever want to do this again. Huh? And that and it did stick. So it, that was so. That what was is, it? What is that? What is your sobriety date? December fifteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Okay. Yeah. Far out. Yeah. That is far out. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? I mean, it is. That's a long time. Uh, yeah. And the did you ever have anything beyond just the the DTS and and just like. Uh, Feelings of withdrawal. I, I, I'm getting. At, I, I I wound up uh, seizing when I, I I tried to stop cold turkey, and uh, so <sighs> no, I'm I, guessing that didn't happen to you. Or else serious, you brought serious, it up. serious depression. Just a, yeah. Well, I'm not just and, depression. And, and quotes, anxiety. Just depression and anxiety. Yeah. yeah. For a long time. Yeah. Not just a couple of years. Well, because. But I was depressed before I ever started drinking. Right. I was depressed right. as was a little coping kid. Coping mechanism, right? right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So okay. So. <laughs> So, and and I'm gonna guess to some extent you you dove into the program versus just kind of used it as a way to to keep your sanity, um, but a part of that right is is finding a higher power and right. like you haven't you haven't described any sense of of 
spiritual up spirituality in your mm-hmm. upbringing. So no. I'm no. going to guess there probably wasn't a whole lot underpinning your entire life. I mean, what was prior to all of those events, all of that stuff you're just describing, like how, how did you, what was your sense of God, I guess, mm-hmm. or, or the spiritual everything. I mean, you were, you were right there in the thick of the sixties. So yeah. like what was, that was in the zeitgeist. Like what were you, <laughs> what were you feeling? I was, I'd been started studying Buddhism in 65. Okay. And I uh, have ever since. So that's, so that's ev- my way. So even entering in, so so through college, you were you were a Buddhist and, and tried to be. Yeah. So yeah, and I don't, I don't know how to say that. Like a practicing Buddhist, I don't know if that means uh, anything. Versus tried to go by some of the teachings. There you go, yeah. following the principles. Yeah, right. Which were pretty basic. Some of them. Yeah. Are, I mean. Well, and, and I, curiously, so what was your take on on how to apply that once you once you did? Like, you know, after December fifteenth, mm-hmm. nineteen seventy seven. I'm assuming you carried that with you into the rooms, correct? I did, but people didn't want to hear it. I was just going to say you got really paused right there. So how did how did you how did you square that? I, I just mean, what didn't did you talk do? about it. Be okay. honest with you, and I sort of played like uh, I was a Christian and believed <laughs> every <laughs> and believed what everybody else was talking about, and still do to this day. In fact. Okay. Okay. Uh, it really still bugs me in AA that we do the Lord's Prayer after a meeting. Yeah, and that's I, bullshit. I, it annoys me. If you ever look over, I'm never doing it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> me either. Which, which feels kind of weird in its own way, but I, I don't care. I don't either. I, yeah. I, that's that's kind of my whole take, and that's why I made this podcast. Honestly, mm-hmm. is like you, 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 the best part of it is <laughs> all you got to do is make it work for you. Right. And and uh, I mean, you're a testament to that. December fifteenth, nineteen seventy seven is how many years now? 41 years. 41 years. Coming up on 42. Right, right. That is bananas to me. It is. That's wild. I haven't any idea how where all the time went. I just woke up one day and I'm older. Yeah. And I got 20-something, 40 years. Yeah. Um, So you're... So I've struggled with AA. You you struggled or you struggle today? I still struggle today, in fact. I go a lot. I go maybe four times a week. But you still struggle with it. This is beautiful to hear because this is, again, this is part of why I want to do this is because what we're talking about right here is the crux of most people's. I I guess if you were to Pareto out Mm -hmm. the top reasons people hate AA Mm -hmm. and hate going to any kind of 12-step program, is this God thing? I think so. Oh, for sure, right? I, yeah. And everyone also thinks it's their uniquely uh, their unique perspective on it that keeps <laughs> them. <laughs> so, uh, talk about that because I can I can well imagine. I mean, I feel uh, this is tough to say because I feel like I entered into it in much later than you. So, mm-hmm. but it was a different world. So it felt being able to listen to what people are saying and go, well, okay, that's. That's their words, mm-hmm. and it's just easier to just use their words. I'll just right. deal with that. I, I have a sense that that wasn't quite as welcoming an environment in 1977 as in 2017, no. right? So Couldn't talk about drugs. You were told. <laughs> I was told. Sure. Do not even mention drugs. Now, how much did that bother you, though? I mean, did, did drugs really feel like your issue so much uh, as getting drunk no yeah. no getting drunk was a real issue yeah so i mean it, it was okay I, yeah but I, but using drugs is part of my story uh i see what you're saying I can't so they wouldn't the they two. wouldn't they wouldn't they would just get annoyed with you even for oh, bringing yeah, it up say shut up and that's that <laughs> stuff is i'm glad that stuff has oh, been yeah. pretty rooted out i think that was just people had to die off for that to go <laughs> yeah. away but well, these guys where i sobered up were mostly old world war ii vets sure Hard, hard old bastards. Okay. Yeah. Well, and they were, you know, second generation AAers, maybe yeah. third. World right? War so, II guys. And, yeah. And uh, they just would tell me what to do. Well, and mm. I, you know, there's still, 
that feels like a flavor of people and personalities today versus it seems like that was the personality. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't much. Everybody's pretty much the same in beliefs and what we talked about. And Back then. Yeah. And I think that's true. In your experience, at least, like yeah. the best that yeah. you can talk about. So, yeah. so you already said it. I mean, you're still... Uh, hold to the Buddhist ideas or at least right. your your interpretation right, of them right. and how they apply to your own life. Yeah. So so how do you, like, what do you do on an active, w- what is your active recovery routine these days? Well, I, mean, I, I do meditation every morning. Yeah? Uh, what kind of meditation? Oh, just, I do a walking meditation, sitting, okay. is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, mainly I just go out on my patio okay. and sit and think and meditate. We're about 15 minutes okay. every day. Yeah. And then maybe later if I'm kind of wi- screwed up or, <laughs> or starting to feel... Uh, squirrely? Squirrely. Yeah, I'm okay. still pretty squirrely. And yeah? it's kind of embarrassing when I think I've been sober this long and I'm going, Jesus. So wh- what do you mean by squirrely? Well, I get a lot of crazy ideas. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I want to drive my car and knock garbage cans over. Just to do it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Just that, to see that the, actually see doesn't, sound, <laughs> doesn't sound that crazy, well, man. Well, get you, could get you in jail. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I guess. I guess when you say that, I, I'm thinking you're thinking about hurting yourself or hurting other people. No, no. But you're just, you're just talking. I about don't think about hurting other people hardly at all, unless I get a good resentment, and then yes, I, my mind will go, oh my god, to the blackest <laughs> hole sure. Sure. of what I'm going to do to this person. Sure, but that I, doesn't I, feel good. No, and <laughs> that's also, I think that's a fairly human thing i think it's just sure yeah and so you and so you you, you said what well, we were walking in it you moved to boise like four years ago four years uh 2013 no, no, 2013 so yeah. however long ago that was <laughs> six years ago good lord good lord <laughs> i have um, three sons that live here and uh, three grandchildren oh okay okay I'm real close with my kids okay uh so we i retired working for a school district for 30 some years and so, had a private practice in idaho falls Okay, so you, you were in Idaho Falls mm-hmm. basically that whole time. Yeah. Okay. Wh- where does the tattoos come in? What is the? Uh, I think it's in? part of my rebellious <laughs> nature. When you were like, how old? Oh, different times. Back there's a guy sure, of here in Bo- Boise named Boo. Okay. He was brother speed guy. Okay. I think I, he gave me my first tattoo. That had to be in about seventy one. Okay, and and I guess I <laughs> I anticipated a, a chapter of your life being a part of a motorcycle. Uh, I've hung with game. motorcycle guys, yes. But but you didn't. You were never like a, a person, like a I don't know what you call it, like a member. I guess. No, no, no. Those guys uh, were way too crazy for me. Sure. Well, I hung with them and got got loaded. No, and got loaded. <laughs> oh, is but that the, how you got? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna I was yeah, gonna ask for a little inference of like <laughs> how did you how does a guy sitting in Idaho Falls get get a connection? But yeah, okay, that was, we can, we can I still that. had big connections in Sun Valley area. Guys okay. from California, but uh, so, so that, but the but the but the tattoos. This just one is to remind me that this is what I'm trying to practice. Okay. And don't be an asshole. So I look. <laughs> do not be an asshole. Really, that's good. to people because I can be, I can be, I have a knack for being very cutting with people if I so desire, and okay. and I hate that sure. about myself. You know, sure. I don't want to be that way. Sure, that's part of Buddhism. Treat people with respect. Sure. Well, okay, and that's 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 what I was going to mention a minute ago when you when you brought that up because you were so when did you when did you discover Buddhism like prior to that? I started reading about it in sixty five. In sixty five, yeah. and so but prior to that, 
what you nothing. were just just bouncing around like a cue ball bumping no into no the walls. spiritual nothing at all nothing. your parents no. didn't bring you up with any oh no <clears throat> well or did they have any they, that did. they just didn't even okay my mother <clears throat> would say she was lds a mormon but that but was she wasn't she never went to church and uh, was her extended family or were your grandparents that no, way? No, no. So was she just saying that because she knew it was a very heavy LDS community? And I it was think easier? she was, yeah. Okay. To get along with some ladies, or maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I just figured she was crazy and who cared, uh, honestly. So you were five years sober. What was your relationship with your folks throughout all of that time period? I mean, uh, it was you, not you, good. you said you had a kid and you were, you were you know, you were. It wasn't good, but you had a good enough one that you felt comfortable leaving your kid with them. Yes, and I don't mean comfortable in that like they were dangerous, right, but like right. that you guys had a good good enough rapport. But it was strange it because was they strain. didn't like my my new wife. Ah. <clears throat> they didn't like her being stepmother to their grandson. Why is that? Because well, my mom was crazy. That's okay, why. Okay, so it was just it was just Jealous. an irrational Jealousy. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That caused a lot of trouble. But that was it, that was it, though. I mean, I guess I, I anticipated you saying, "Yeah, well, because my parents were uncomfortable with with the way I was leading my life." No, well, they were, but uh, they the overlooked that. So I couldn't <laughs> believe it sometimes. It's like Jesus, folks. What do I have to do to get your attention? Sure. But when I was younger, I'd do shit just, and they'd sort of play like it never happened. Huh. Here's an example of my parents. Okay. My brother and I. He was maybe I was probably about twelve, so he was five or six. We were downstairs in the family room. Uh-huh. <clears throat> my father comes running downstairs, runs into this bedroom, slams the door, and locks it. Your dad does. My dad. Okay. Moments later, my mom comes running down. She has an axe. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> she she just chops the whole gosh damn door down. What? Yeah, with the axe, chops the door like down. The full way? Come and on! So she, she could didn't go just hit the, it one time. No, no, she hit it a lot. Wow! So and you guys are in the room. We're, scenes? we're in the family room. It's like this door right there yeah and what so the here's the weirdest part though the next day the door when we got home from school the door was replaced and never a word was said huh. okay and a lot of stuff happened like that yeah okay so i never really trusted my instincts as huh. growing up huh. was that real or was that did yeah. i just imagine that well and then you layer some psychedelics on top <laughs> of that and drinking i can imagine that was Took a lot of psychedelics, a lot of LSD. Sure, yeah. I sure. loved the shit. Yeah, no, I had a period where I was very much uh, a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take it today if I wasn't afraid of getting drunk. Uh, yeah, I can feel that. I I know from my own my own self. Towards the last few times I ever used any mm -hmm. psychedelics, I always had to have alcohol. Yeah, and it was there was a uh, there was a very bad trip, and I didn't have any alcohol, and it made yeah, it worse. Yeah. So I I absolutely don't trust myself on anything like that no. plus it's just too much it's it's too like, much like a microdose or something might be something like <laughs> even potentially yeah. considerable but like i, I wouldn't do it i say I, I say i would but. i understand what you're yeah. saying I, I i there was the the heady part the the come down mm -hmm. the, the last four hours was very yeah. enjoyable to me <laughs> but to get there was a lot of stuff <laughs> hard trip yeah. yeah yeah um but the okay my experience because I, I, I would never claim to be Buddhist. Mm -hmm. I did think it was probably a s more accurate path to something spiritual that yeah. connected with me and connected with every pe every mm -hmm. person. And I kind of would look around and be like, I feel like these are all the same thing, but this one feels like it's paying the closest attention mm -hmm. to what it really means to us as humans okay. to achieve some kind of connection to the universe. Um, and I, I just... 
I'm reticent to use that term mm-hmm. Buddhist because I haven't studied it enough right. to be like, I don't know if that's accurate. So all that's a preamble to mm-hmm. say when I first looked at the steps and like really absorbed what it was we were trying to do for real, not mm-hmm. like thinking of it as an external thing where like someone comes in and says, do this, then do this, then do this, right. and then boom, you're going to be good. Yeah. But like the true, like I, I looked at it and it appeared to me like a, a Western mindset. These, mm-hmm. these Western dudes in the thirties, Christian dudes, Christian dudes, figuring out a way to step themselves to Nirvana <laughs> and accept it in a format that made it was comfortable to their Christian mindset. Okay. But if you look at it that way, it really does look like these are paths to get you to the same achievement of Nirvana. That is a lot of similarities with Buddhism and AA. It seems like one it's day a, at a time, living the now, all that stuff. Yeah. And, and the whole idea is to change your, your, inner condition to be a more pure version of what you can be. Right, right. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm always hesitant to talk about that because it just seems so esoteric, especially at a group level. Like people look at you funny like, <laughs> like okay, thanks that's, for that's talking. That's not an AA topic. <laughs> one, one of the things I like about it, and it's probably I'm in the wrong. Is to, in the wrong. You don't have to say, I don't have to say I'm a Buddhist. I don't have to do oh, okay. anything. <clears throat> to even think that I'm a Buddhist. Yeah. What I try to do is not harm other people. Yeah. Do the best I can. Yeah. And uh, that probably goes with many, many religions. Presumably. I mean, I, I also don't, I feel like religions are a pain in the ass. And they oh, I think be, so, yeah. They should probably be just kind of I would like to see disappear. Unsp- me too. Especially Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> they do a lot of damage, I believe. Yeah. So, so let's go. Let's go back to the. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, I a hundred percent agree yeah. with that. Uh, I wouldn't say that in an AA meeting. Maybe I have, and probably got booed out of the room. Well, I, I'm beginning. <laughs> I to, wouldn't say I'm, that. I'm beginning to realize that I may be a little more dense about all of that because I just shut it off. I, okay. Because uh, I, I do appreciate that often we're sitting in a church basement, right? right. Like so. I mean, <laughs> quite the, often the, the idea that it's not connected to something religious mm-hmm. is hard to sell. You know, it's a tough pill to swallow if you're walking in for the first time. You're like, you guys are chanting together and mm-hmm. we're sitting in a church yeah, basement. Yeah. Fuck you. This isn't some weird Christian. That's cult. right. Yeah. And so I can see that. And, you know, my walk, my my walkthrough of that was just like, well, again, this is the way it works for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. And we live in a Western society, which is primarily Christian. So it's going to look that way. That's right. Doesn't make it necessarily connected to that. And it really, really isn't. Right. I mean, especially today, no matter what was going on in the first 10 years, it's really taken on a life of its own and it's going to, oh, yeah. it's going to do what it's going to do. And it's structured right. around the people involved. So I just kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's a handful of times where that's hard to do. And I had a conversation with someone recently from the atheist group. Oh yeah. And, and their take was like, well, you know, you should really pipe up and make sure people who have similar feelings like that understand your position. Mm. And I don't, I, I just kind of, I just kind of take it, you know, I just take it. It works for me. I know how to make it work. If if they want to talk to me, I'll talk about them offline. But I guess it's, it's a matter of like, I don't want to cause some kind of weird resentment in the room that disrupts whatever's actually going yeah. on to be like focused on this, like, Oh, this guy just yeah. said something mean about Christianity or <laughs> right, something. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't either. Of course not. I've been to yeah. the, the uh, atheist meeting yeah. a few times. Yeah. 
but I'm not smart enough to say there is no God. I, I, I mean, come the, on. How, that, that, that part that, of it, I how think. How could I say that? I, I have the same mindset when mm-hmm. I sit in there. It's like, yeah. well, this is just the way they have to, they are approaching it so that right. they can feel comfortable and connected because I, I just look at it as I'm not so uh, put off by that terminology yeah. as to be yeah, I'm not distracted. I'm not either. So I just kind of go, yeah. I, well, you would have to time. be. You would have to not be if you were able to maintain your 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 own personal sense of a higher power. That clearly, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that when you first came in and the first group of guys grabbed you and were like, "Here's what you got to do: go mm-hmm. do this, go do that." Right. They didn't want to hear shit about your conscription of a higher power beyond God. They just said you're too stupid. You know, you don't know shit. Interesting. So just listen. And, well, but <laughs> so what is your feeling on that? Because I didn't work. Right? I didn't care, Dylan. Okay. I just wanted to quit drinking, quit okay. using drugs. So if I had to act like yeah. uh, I believed anything they were telling me, yeah. I did. And that, and so just and in, in Idaho Falls in the 1970s, I can't imagine there was a lot of AA happening. Like I was the youngest a, guy for about eight months. In okay. AA. And but how many like? Because that's a tough road to hoe that you're describing there. If it's once a day, that's even. That's difficult enough. Was yeah. it? Was it even that frequently then? I mean, no. We I had to go to like Ashton, Idaho. Sure. We'd, we'd get guys go to Ashton. We'd go to Pocatello. Sure. We would go to Blackfoot. In order to get something yeah, in every there were, day. There or? were three meetings in Idaho Falls. Okay. And so if we wanted more, we had to go travel. Okay. And like I said, I was the youngest guy. Uh, no one talked about drugs. Back, I'd been sober about a month, I guess, and I was smoking some pot because I was nervous as hell. Uh-huh. And so this old guy, I mean, he was a, kind of an old Swede, he's an old carpenter. He goes, Steve, you keep smoking pot, you're not going to stay sober. And yeah. I go, well, how the hell does he know I'm smoking pot? Yeah. That old bastard, he doesn't even know about pot. Well, he did. Because yeah, he just could cool smell thing. it or what? He just could tell. I was messed up somehow. Oh, because you were getting high before the <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, oh, I was nervous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was nervous, man. I'm not sure I would designate <laughs> that that as sober these days. Well, but probably not. <laughs> I might have to change my sobriety date. I think you're good. Forty-something okay. years I, in, yeah. you, you seem like you've gotten a, you, your legs have remained under you pretty well. <laughs> when you first asked me about my sobriety date, I'm hesitant to say, tell people about that because um, why am I hesitant? It seems like some people kind of brag about, oh, I've got five years or I've got 10 years or I've sure. 20 years. Um, I, no, I almost see myself answer. as being, every day is new. No, I appreciate your answer was I've, I've been sober today. Yeah, I, I know and that's, that. you know, kind of a bullshit answer, but it's true. Really. <laughs> you're, you're being cool, Steve. It's cool. It's all right. <laughs> um, well, no, and I appreciate you, you being forthcoming. I mean, I, 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 I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get any sense of, of, uh, that you you feel some special power now that you've yeah, had so I many don't. years under your belt. I mean, yeah. uh, I still suffer from depression. Yeah, uh, that keeps me honest. Sure. So, I've had poor health for about three years now. This last year, I've had horrible health okay. problems, a lot of pain. Been tempted to uh, get on some oxycodones, but of course, I know what where that would lead. You, like. And been tempted to like just go find something no, from just someone. No, my or doctors go to your would doctor give them to me. Yeah, sure. sure. Well, I have okay. a legitimate reason. No, I understand. For and, and pain management versus the temptation. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I, Those things are nasty. And I, I know. Nasty. I know what would happen. Uh, are I, you? I, have you ever had to take them before? Or? Uh, not for any lengthy period. Maybe one day. Okay. 
but that was it was enough for you to be like mm, i feel that thing <laughs> too i feel nice. that thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably so smart I'm gonna, I'm gonna save them up and when my pain quits then i'll take them then yeah that no, idea, i, I feel you know, that no, deal. i got yeah. you so okay so <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna support you in that decision okay thank you thank you <laughs> I want to go back to the early sobriety stuff. All right. Okay, the, the, like whatever that was. I don't want to. I don't want to give you a big head and talk about exactly how many years ago it was. But, okay. <laughs> but those early first couple of years, right? Like you, you already said, at five years sober, you found your mom uh, had committed suicide. Right. So, had she been suicidal through your life? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. that was part of the like. She you would never threaten. Really knew. Okay. She would call me up and say, "If you don't come and see me this weekend, I'm going to kill myself." As an adult. As an adult, because oh, I was an sakes. adult. When I was five years sober, just before she killed herself, <clears throat> she asked me to come by and she says, you know, you are a much worse son now than when you drank. So that, I knew right then she's crazy. Cause what her, do you mean? You knew she was crazy? Because you already knew she was crazy. Yeah, grown up but it just her, sort but... of reaffirmed it. That, uh, oh, okay, okay. That, so you, you're, you're not saying right there you knew something specific was no. wrong? Oh, I okay. just knew that this woman's, why something would she say that? I was a horrible son. Oh, and oh, now I'm sober, and I'm really doing pretty well. So well, what, why did she say that? Because I, I quit doing what she wanted me to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She could tell me. Uh, come yeah, she could manipulate her. you before. Yeah, she could manipulate me. Okay. And got rid of that through AA. Yeah, okay. Luckily for me, <coughs> there were a lot of, um, oh, maybe the second year I was sober, I guess, more younger people came in mm -hmm. with young families. Okay. And my wife and I and my kids, we all connected with them, so we'd do stuff every weekend. Okay. Picnics, uh, volleyball. Like sober that, stuff. Sober stuff. Okay. And I, uh, boy, that really helped. Sure. That really helped. Sure. My whole focus then was on sobriety recovery. Okay. Um, and how did that look? I mean, if your whole focus was on it, like, like. Lots of AA meetings, let's. Most all my friends were involved in the program. Okay, I think probably all of them. So you did the, like the, you did the full like uh, <laughs> like changing all your your playground. And all I had that. to. Yeah. Okay. There's no no way could I yeah. could I. In fact, this old guy said, "Here's what you do. Um, don't be riding around in cars with guys smoking pot. Don't be going to any bars. Yeah. For no reason for the first year. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah." And I respected those guys, and I, I just knew myself. If I even, I could hardly drive by uh, the liquor store. Yeah, I got you. I couldn't go in a, in a grocery store and, and, and go past the beer cooler. Yeah, without, without, those your, mouth, without your mouth watering. And what I used to do is I'd go in them, sure. pop a beer, and drink it. Yeah, sure. In the cooler. Sure. Yeah. So, which is awesome when you're doing it, but then <laughs> when you're trying not to do it, it becomes yeah. a, real, a real pain it in the ass. It wouldn't be so awesome if you got caught doing it either. It would be kind of embarrassing. Well, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. awesome, like, okay, perfect. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Getting away with something. Yeah. Screwing, screwing the government over the right <laughs> system. But okay, so you had basically changed Steve. Everything, okay, almost everything. Yeah. But you had the same job. Had the same job. Okay. Uh, well, I changed position, still with the school. Okay, but and then I opened a private counseling business with okay. a friend part time. Okay, so uh, I was pretty busy with work. Had another kid, so I then had three kids. Um, Where was your brother? Pardon? Where was your brother? He still lives in Idaho Falls. And, and at that time, he was there as well? Yeah, he was very supportive of me. Okay. He, he never really drank. I was just about to ask, so is he, is he not, is he, did he, did he have an issue, I guess? No. He, no. he said, I watched and saw what happened to you. Really? So he became a Mormon. 
Oh God. Yeah. That's been that's been <laughs> that tough. Sounds like a worse. Well, that's what I thought. No, uh, <laughs> no, you could say yeah, it. Damn near it, worse. It seems worse. Well, it's to me, terrible. Right? Uh, and hmm. it gets in the way of things like yeah, like family. You can't stuff. talk about spirituality with them. It's yeah. impossible. Well, not without it being a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you guys? I mean, are you close? I, I think we're say. pretty close. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was very supportive of me in early sobriety. Okay. Um, because he saw me at my worst. Sure. I used to hit him up for money occasionally if I didn't have any. Sure. So he was happy that stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. So then the week, you know, so your your life has changed. In, at what point do you feel like you've really got your legs back under you or f- mm. under you for the first time maybe in, in early sobriety? I think 10 years. 10 years. Okay. 10 years. Huh. Yeah. Well, Before okay. I felt... Oh, well, maybe I'm not sure of the question. Well, I just mean where you look, uh, I mean, <coughs> I know the first year or two, often you're just like, I, 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 yeah. I, I'm just going to, whatever this person right, says, I'm going right. to do it. Whatever these people are doing, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then at some point you're like, okay, I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit, got my legs under me mm-hmm. now. I can, you know, I can step out and be a little bit of like the grown up that I thought I was. Right. And, and at some point that has to have started in for you. I mean. <coughs> you uh, know, I, I had to get a lot of mental health counseling okay okay uh, i was a real sick guy as i remember i was a real sick kid sure i think back how i was as a kid five six seven years old yeah bad deal like what what do you mean well one of them, the neighbors uh sexually abused me when i was about five. Oh, okay um and that was just stuck in yeah that was, i mean stuck i guess you didn't go tell your parents about no it. no because okay. this guy was a friend of the family okay so, so just, uh, okay fucker um, yeah, no, that's no good. I, I was also sexually abused yeah. when I was a little bit older than that. No, yeah, that's bad. It is bad. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and it, it really it causes a fissure that just kind of creeps through your entire world, especially right. when, as a kid, you just kind of bottle it up yeah. and try and just set it aside like it's nothing. And if it was a neighbor and a friend of the family, mm-hmm. that's even worse, right? Because yeah. then you got to face that <clears throat> and compartmentalize yourself. Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate yeah. that that took some time after you shucked all the the nonsense of chemicals out of the way and then everything's still not completely solid for you because yeah. i'd never really lived without chemicals in a way okay but as a kid i just did something yeah goofy. Su- super glue or whatever you said <laughs> yeah. <or> airplane glue. <laughs> uh, so how did that okay so i guess i was i was anticipating you saying around five years is when you felt like your legs are you because because <laughs> i you know, <clears throat> well, I guess maybe that's when my mom committed suicide, right? And, and I managed to make it through that. So. I was gonna say, like, I, I had a suicide happen in my my life <laughs> when I was about three years sober, okay. and it certainly felt to me like it had happened at a point where I was capable of dealing with yeah. it, right? Because okay. there was there was pre- precursor precursors leading up to it that it had happened, you know, a year or two earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what kind of foundation I had at that okay. point to handle it, but. All right, and for that example, I, yeah, five years, I, I was able to handle it. Yeah, well, and... and a lot of support, though, from the AA family, friends. Well, sure. And, I mean, was it as simple as that? Like, you no. just came home to check on your, your mom because she was hassling you, and then she just never my answered? Dad, my dad asked me to check on her. He was going out of town to work. Yeah. And so when I went over, that's when I found her. Yeah. And it, was, it took a long time to... Uh, in fact, it was just this two years ago I, I was able to do some work with a therapist here in town yeah that visual that vision every so often I it just snapped like a tv screen in my brain sure i can't in imagine. my eyes yeah i can't 
can't imagine. I mean, you were horrible. still you were in your twenties at that point, right? Uh, no, no, I was in my thirties when I quit drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm having a hard time with the math there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you were an adult as all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't make it less traumatic. No. She huh. said she would haunt us if when she <laughs> oh, died. God's sakes! Maybe that's what that flash is. Right? And, uh, that's the haunting. I kind of believed it. Sure. But I mean, after that, for about six months, I would see this little cat. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. <laughs> I went to my counselor. Yeah, I think I'm fucking flipping out. Yeah. And she says, "No, sometimes people do that just to deal with trauma." Huh. So okay, no okay. biggie. Yeah. I've seen worse things. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, but part of why I wanted to invite you here <laughs> is because you, you you have just a a, a cheerful disposition. Do I? You, know, you do. And, and, and I I'm, try to be. I try to you, be. You, I mean, if it's a public presentation uh, if that's all it is that's fine because that's all mm -hmm. i get to really see right. as your public yeah. and, and and i i pretty much what you see is what you get with me sure. I, I'm, I'm not too much different um yeah. at home with my yeah. wife and kids yeah. uh, mm -hmm. but that's taken a lot of hard work sure i couldn't hardly stand to be around my kids at first is that right too noisy to running around sure. uh, God, my, ner my nerves were freaking shot. Sure. Smoking like two packs of smokes a day. Okay. Drinking coffee all day with AA people. Oh, that'll, that'll really get oh, your man. anxiety down. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'd go home after a meeting and go, I don't know why I can't sleep. <laughs> I only but, had 17 cups of coffee. Yeah, and smoked a half a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's, that's rolled out over time. I mean, yeah. you, the point being, like, you seem like a pretty uh, mellow, on-a-path person. And I don't know if that's a fake it till you make it. Like you're still just faking it. And I might and, just still be faking it. Well, sometimes well, I think I am. Then I go, so what? Yeah, I was just gonna say, after 40 <laughs> years of just faking it, then it, at some point you're just like, maybe that's just it. And yeah. I just didn't realize it was that simple. Maybe I'm not an alcoholic. No, ah, no, no. There's no doubt in my it. mind. No <laughs> doubt in my mind that I'm not an alcoholic. And you know, um, I believe that right off. Yeah. I knew that, in fact, way before I got an AA. Okay, like when I was 12 or when oh, you got no. the language? Oh, no, I was probably 18, 17, 18. Yeah, I got in all kinds of trouble in high school. Sure. Illegal consumption, yeah. wrecking cars, uh, huh. freaking while on probation, shit sure. like that, all yeah. minor little things. Stuff that, like... Most kids don't do. Most kids don't do, and if they do get in trouble, they don't do that They much. don't do it again, yeah. maybe. <laughs> huh. uh, getting caught didn't mean anything to me. Got it. I didn't like it, but sure, it, was, it certainly didn't change my behavior. Any. Yeah. If anything, it made me want to drink more. Sure. I loved it. Yeah, it was a, more than just drinking, as you well know. It. I mean, it was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and friends, and it well, and it it calmed the monkey mind. It right? calms like, the monkey mind, yeah. which I still have, and that's sure. one thing I use the meditation for. Yeah, is my own monkey mind. Yeah, it works pretty well. And and one last <laughs> question, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Okay. Like, what what do you do, uh, or what's your interpretation or attempts at uh, uh, a prayer prayer yeah or or what do you do with that because especially I'm, I'm gonna guess in those early days some of those guys are like you gotta hit your knees and pray like I mean I still hear that today yeah I didn't do it but I certainly would say the Lord's Prayer in the meetings just because I didn't want to be different okay I thought they'd kick me out or something yeah but I don't I don't take that as prayer okay that's, no that's no just, I don't that's just reciting something so that everyone's just kind of like it's a way yeah. to close shit up right the but serenity prayer I use constantly sure a prayer more like get on your knees and pray I don't do yeah and, and I'm not I, I just I'm not 
intending that is there anything that you do where you're like this feels a little bit more like prayer than meditation or something mm, like no yeah i don't think so yeah so you just prayer uh, there's a guy named ben okay and he posted this and he said if god didn't care about the holocaust why why, why do you think he's going to get you a new car yeah i just loved i thought that's, that's, good. that's right that's on good yeah. yeah yeah so prayer for some reason i there's a mental block of over prayer. Sure. Uh, and I don't know what it is. And well, and it, and it but clearly Buddhist, hasn't... Buddhists would not ask God for anything. Sure. Where... Well, because there's no idea of a God. Right? That's there's right. no deity, so what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? That's right. It's, no, and that's... I. You're I, responsible. I, if I do something against my own values, mm-hmm. no one's going to get after me. Sure. God, I, I but I'm going to suffer. Right. That's what I like about Buddhism. Yeah. Is each person is responsible for their own behavior and there isn't any god that's going to get you if you don't do what you're supposed to nice yeah yeah puts no, it I, all on me I, I, not an egotistical way at all but uh no it, it it you're at the center of it not in in an egotistical right. way but in the in that you're the only person that's going to have your experiences right. so if you if you go against your own moral and your own moral <coughs> compass you're the only one who's gonna have to really deal with that that's right. short of hurting someone yes obviously. right exactly so which is a, so it's I think that's a good thing, but it, it's well, and a, I realize a hard thing. as I'm laying that out there to you, I don't I don't have a good answer for that either, yeah. right? For what I do for prayer, yeah. I, I kind of just fake it too, and sometimes meditation just feels like, well, I guess I could call that prayer. So, yeah. but what is prayer? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I I agree. I don't. I and I do say the Serenity Prayer mm-hmm. an awful lot. Yeah. So cool. I think that's a good way to wrap this up. All right. Thanks for sitting Thanks. down with me, Steve. I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, me too. Right. And fun. Yeah. This has been the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to reach out, uh, you can find me on Facebook or you can contact me through the Contact Us link on the eavesdroppodcastnetwork.com. And uh, I hope that this conversation uh, struck uh, or resonated with with people who needed to to have it resonate. I I felt like that was a a really solid demonstration of, of how you can just kind of make it through the world and in recovery and you know through the rooms of of 12-step recovery rooms without having to uh, compromise your own inner sense of um, whatever your connection to the world and the universe and uh, and still live a uh, a nice robust life Um, Steve is a very interesting gentleman and, and always a pleasure to see and just you know a happy happy dude and uh, I, I hope I hope you guys could, could feel that the way I could feel it across the table from him so uh, anyway I hope that uh, this resonated for you and my heart goes out to everybody out there trying to find recovery and, and stay sober and you know this is a hard shit and life is long and difficult but it's also short and we only get one time through it so Nobody's told you that they love you. I love you. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I'll wake up when I'm sober, which will probably be never. I'll wake up when I'm sober, but you might stay drunk forever. Drop.